Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers. Welcome back to my podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about wisdom. So let me begin with Proverbs 19.8. And I'm going to be quoting quite a bit of Proverbs. The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will prosper. So wisdom, what a promise, right? Wisdom gives so much wealth, so much texture to our lives, and it's uh, something that has to be applied. It's not some ivory tower idea, and we have to know the context to apply uh, wisdom well. We live in a culture that's really desperate for wisdom, and if we don't have wisdom, sometimes really dire consequences await us. So what I noticed is the first person in scripture, I believe, um, who is known to be a man of wisdom, described that way, is uh, Bezalel. And it says in Exodus 31, the Lord said to Moses, see, I have chosen Bezalel of the tribe of Judah and have filled him with the spirit of God. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and all kinds of skills. So I want you to see the context of this. He was full of wisdom, inside understanding, and so on. But the first thing it says is he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, this is the, if you will, essential ingredient in wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is a spiritual thing, and it's found in the person of Jesus. 1 Corinthians one thirty says, you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. So James asks us a question in James 3, and I believe his answer is really the litmus test for checking to see if the wisdom we have is from above or from below. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, don't be arrogant and lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes from above. It's earthly, natural, demonic. There's a lot of natural wisdom out there. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there exists disorder and every evil thing. But, here's the contrast, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we have this contrast, the earthly, the natural, even the demonic, where there's disorder and bitterness, versus the heavenly, where there's peace, where there's righteousness, where there's gentleness, where there is a reasonableness and impartiality. And so we can see and sort of um, recognize and taste what real wisdom should look like. And it's a thing that is spirit-inspired, spirit-given. So from ancient times, wisdom has been recognized as a virtue to be pursued. And virtues aren't automatic. We have to grow them and develop them. But once we begin to pursue wisdom, we begin to develop it. And then there's an outflow of our heart that comes from it that should be very 
robust and full-bodied and become really a settled expression in our life so that we become a wise person, a person of wisdom. And I believe that we both receive wisdom as a gift from the Lord, because we ask, and he abides in us. I just read uh, 1 Corinthians one thirty, But we also acquire wisdom more and more as we act with dignity, as we act wisely, as we make choices with understanding, insight, and prudence over a long period of time. So wisdom grows with insight, with use, with stewardship, and we can increase our wisdom if we're willing to step into the fray. We can uh, engage life and stay engaged and not run from difficulties or confusing things or tests and not get derailed at the first sign of trouble. Sometimes wisdom is just simply waiting, waiting things out praying, trusting, and not jumping in because we're trying to fix something or pushing ahead because something needs to change. Sometimes wisdom is learning to live with unresolved things with just the tension of this isn't changing yet. And you know, there are difficult people, there are difficult uh, situations that we can't immediately change. Sometimes a health problem. And so wisdom is when we apply truth to those things and really listen to the Lord because wisdom never circumvents truth. So Proverbs 24, three through five illustrates what I've just been saying about growing wisdom. By wisdom, a house is built. Through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasure. And we are that house. When we continually build our house, our life on wisdom, we're strengthened and we're empowered and we're furnished by it. So one of the pictures of wisdom in scripture is a woman. And she is appealing. Proverbs 1, 20 and 21 says, Here's her persuading. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Can you just, can you just see her standing there at the top of the street? And she is appealing and she is inviting and she is persuading. She's just full of hospitality. Come and turn in here. Turn in here and learn wisdom and listen. She's strong. She's beautiful. She's influential. And she is really intent on good things for those who will listen. So that's wisdom to us. Proverbs 3, she's a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. God wants to give us wisdom and he wants it to be a blessing in our life. So what, what is wisdom composed of? Let's look at a few overlapping elements. And again, I'm drawing from Proverbs. So we could call wisdom in content, um, understanding, insight, perception, knowledge, acumen, experience. And it's all of that that's needed to make sensible and good judgments and decisions. And when we're faced with decisions, it's wisdom that understands the nuances and the complexities of what we're facing and is able to direct us through it. And wisdom protects us. It keeps us. Uh, 
Proverbs 4, I've taught you the way of wisdom. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. Isn't that a beautiful promise? And if you run, you will not stumble. The second element I think is insight. Insight is discernment. It is the ability to see clearly and intuitively into the nature of a complex person or subject. Uh, seven, four, say to wisdom, you're my sister and call insight your intimate friend. So discernment is part of this insight and discernment is a judicial estimation. It's from the Greek word that means to separate thoroughly, to discriminate, to decide. And, and even, you know, sometimes we'll have an internal war. We're grappling, what is the truth here? And, uh, you know, where is the Lord and what should I do? And it's wisdom that comes along and is able to bring that together. Uh, Proverbs 14, 33, wisdom rests in the heart of one who has understanding. So when I have real understanding about a person or a situation or something at work, then I can make a wise decision about it. The next element is knowledge. Knowledge is an awareness of or a possession of information, ideas, truth, principles. And uh, Proverbs 8:12, I wisdom dwell with prudence and I find knowledge and discretion. So knowledge is a kind of power. You've heard that phrase, uh, knowledge is power. It's a necessary power. We don't step in when we don't really know what's going on. Another element in wisdom is discretion. It means good judgment, prudence, caution, forethought, and sensitivity. We have sort of a cultural lack of sensitivity, don't we, going on these days. Proverbs 2.11, discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. So one element of this is prudence. And we often think of prudence as just someone who's just really cautious. But we're not talking about a fear-based caution. Uh, it's more a sense of a deliberate choice that's marked by discretion. Uh, you're proceeding with discretion. You're, it, it's sensible. It's having foresight and sagacity. So you're able to judge right what should be done and when it should be done. There's a wisdom to the timing. And in that way, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So these are virtues that help us discern what's true, what's real, and to choose that. Proverbs 22, 3, the prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive goes on. So here we have prudence contrasted with this foolish naivete. Another element is equity. So equity is really even-handedness in dealing with others, justice, fairness, impartiality. Proverbs 1-3, receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. And the last element, uh, and there are others, these are just the ones I've chosen, is strength. Uh, Proverbs 24-5, a wise man is full of strength. Uh, strength comes from wisdom, not from control. And it, in fact, if we try to control people who are somehow under our leadership and, and in our sphere of influence, we aren't exercising our power wisely. They're going to react uh, and to us 
But Proverbs says that we're going to be praised according to our insight. And those under us and around us are going to appreciate that. Proverbs 24, 13 to 14 says, Wisdom is honey to our soul. So how do we get wisdom? How do you become wise? Well, first thing is, you simply ask God. James says, if anybody lacks wisdom, and we can all say we do at times, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and doesn't upbraid you for asking. He loves for us to ask, and then he gives it to us. The second way we get wisdom is when we learn from others. So we want to be influenced well. We don't want to learn from everyone, but we want to be influenced well. Proverbs thirteen twenty, He that walks with wise men will be wise. So how do you walk with wise men? Well, you have wise friends. Uh, you go to a church where there are wise leaders. You read good books. Um, you listen to wise counsel. Maybe you go to a coach or a counselor. And you include others in your decisions and you don't isolate yourself. Proverbs 18.1 says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. So there's an interdependence to learning wisdom. And we need to get with those who are wise and get away from those who aren't wise because it just stirs up strife. They act out of their emotions. And more than we know, we're influenced by their foolishness. We have to discern. And even if someone who, who we trust and love, you know, gives us some advice, we still have to weigh that because uh, what's necessarily right and good in one season for a person may not be applicable to us. So wisdom, know, um, you know, includes knowing that and, and when to shut things down and open things up. A third way we get wisdom is we seek knowledge. If you don't understand something, study about it. Get understanding. Uh, Proverbs thirteen sixteen. In everything, the prudent acts with knowledge. So we say to the Lord, help me understand. And then the fourth way uh, that we get it is and, and by the way, all of this includes listening, listening to God, listening to the word and listening to others. But the last way is in humility. We turn every experience to praise and trust so that we can learn from our mistakes. That's one of the big ways we get wisdom. And we know that God redeems everything, everything, all of our blunders. He can turn to good and he turns them so that we gain wisdom from that. So thank you for listening, and I hope this spurs you to really pursue wisdom.